Tuesday, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It is nine o'clock or somewhere thereof, or maybe a little after nine. Anyway, you know, it's time for me to get up here and do what I do. The Oscar nods are out. I am delighted, delighted. Angela Bassett is going to get her due. I hope. I hope. I hope. And, uh, and I think they're re-releasing films, so I'm excited about that because I there's some films that I did not see, like none of them. So, so I haven't seen Wakanda. Uh, I just could not get it into the schedule, but they re-release it. I'm going to get it into the schedule because I want to see it on the big screen. You know, I want to I want to see it in all its glory. So that's the that is the plan. So I hope everybody is well. It looks bright out there. We had a little bit of snow yesterday. The kind of snow I like, you see it and it goes away. <laughs> snow that you see, it goes away. So uh, if you didn't have a chance to watch the Oscar uh, nominations, I watched it this morning on Good Morning America. Uh, so I'm going I'm to tell you. I'm going to tell you about them. And uh, let's see. They got up the, let me see. Let me see if I can pull stuff up. No thing. Well, there's so many pop-up things that just get on my nerves. Uh, okay. Let me see. Everybody's got the nominees updated. So, okay. Okay. Let me let me pull it up. The, the LA Times, the full list. Here's the full list. And then I'll talk about some other stuff that's going on that I'm very delighted about in New Haven. Uh, so the 95th Oscar nominations are out. You know, the awards are March 12th. I, I'm a big movie fan. So uh, back in the day, we used to host parties, Oscar parties. Go have cocktails, hang out, root for movies. Uh, that was a long time ago. So uh, Riz Ahmad and Allison Williams were the folks that uh, announced the awards this morning out there in L.A. So, you know, it's like six o'clock in the damn morning. <laughs> uh, so let, let me see. Uh, I can't stand all these these little pop-up things. Okay, best picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar of the Way of Water, The Banshees of uh in the Sharon. I watched that movie. It was weird. <laughs> well done, but weird. <laughs> Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's my life. Uh The Fablemans. Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking. So um, because the Academy has broadened their diversity, um, movies that didn't traditionally get into the nominations are getting into the nominations, like a Top Gun Maverick. Those kinds of films never would make it in. Do you know what I mean? Because the Oscars were very limited in their view of films. And so now that this is the most diverse voting Oscar group in history, 
you're going to see from moving forward, you're going to see all kinds of films uh, get nominated. So actor in a leading role, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of uh, Inna Sharon, uh, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Actress in a leading role, Kate Blanchett for Tar, uh, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Rise Burrow for to Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And this is her year, I'm telling you. Uh, she, 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 uh, she deserves to win. Not to say that all the other ones don't, but I'm just saying Michelle Yeoh. It's, it's a Michelle Yeoh year. Actor in a supporting role, Brendan Gleeson, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Causeway, Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans, Barry Cogan, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh, Ki Hugh Kwan, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett, my soror, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow, The Whale, Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Hsu, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Animated feature film, uh, Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. The Sea Beast, I think, is on Netflix. Animated short film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks. I'm going to leave that right there. And Ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. Cinematography, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Costume design, Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I really wanted to see that film. But well, now that it's nominated, they'll, they'll put them back in the theater. Directing, Todd Field Tar, Dan Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Martin McDonough, The Banshees of uh, in the, in the Sharon, uh, Ruben Ostlin, Triangle of Sadness, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Docu documentary feature, All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, Navani, Nalvanay, Nalvanay, Nalvanay. Documentary short films, The Elephant Whisperers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year? The Martha Mitchell Effect, Stranger at the Gate, Film Editing, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, International Feature, Germany, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 
Argentina, 1985. Belgium, close. Poland, EO. Ireland, The Quiet Girl, live action short film. An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pepu, Night Ride, The Red Suitcase, Makeup and Hairstyling, All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, The Whale, Music, Original Song, Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda. Natu Natu from RRR. This is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once. Music, original score, all quiet on the Western front. Babylon, the Banshees of Inner Sharon. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans. Production design, all quiet on the Western front. Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablements. Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun, Maverick. Writing, Adopted Screenplay, or Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun, Maverick. Women Talking, Writing, Original Screenplay, The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. Visual Effects, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick. And that's it. Those are the films, boys and girls. So uh, I think they're going to start re-releasing these films again. I think some of them might still be out, but they're going to re-release them. So here's your opportunity to go see them. And I think um, February 12th is go to the movie day or something. So, uh, so that might be a good time. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, yay, 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 yay. I'm excited. So, Oscar nuts. So, yeah, I'll be up watching Oscars like everybody else. Because, one, I like the red carpet. I do love me some red carpet. So, we're going to watch watch, watch some of the, watch the red carpet and see who shows up and what. It's always a good time. It's always a good idea uh, to see, uh, you know, because it's a whole industry that, that makes the Oscars go. So, you know, you could think whatever you want, but these designers make these dresses. People make these clothes. They dress. There's a whole industry behind these people. So I love it. So uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't wait. So it should be really, really good. So there you go. Um, oh, some other good news. Uh, Regina Mason, who, uh, let me see. She's got a, a fellowship to Yale. Uh, I'm so excited because um, she's uh, Re Regina Mason has announced 
Now she lives in Ohio, I think. Uh, and so announced that her application for the 2023-2024 Beinecke Library Short-Term Research Fellowship was approved for further study of William Grimes. And if you don't know the story of William Grimes, he's a formerly enslaved man from Savannah, Georgia, who fled to New Haven and wrote his life story in 1825 at a time when African-American autobiography was rare. And uh, so she's coming and I am delighted by that news. Uh, she's been here a couple of times. I met her when she first came, when she first came to talk about her relative's book, Mr. Grimes's book. Uh, it is it is on display at the Beinecke. So if you've never seen it, it is there. I've seen it. Um, I think I actually own a copy of the book somewhere around here. Uh, uh, and uh, she has been doing that history, doing the work of that history on her family. And uh, it'll be a joy to have her in New Haven for Spell to continue her work. Don't mind the noise out there. The garbage trucks are in are on my street. <laughs> the garbage trucks are the garbage trucks are making their moves. And uh, if you have opportunity to get to Cafe Nine tonight, uh, that would be a real treat. Uh, I don't know if I'll get there tonight. I want to get there, but I have a uh, uh, I have a uh, a commitment and. Uh, I have a commitment and and uh, so I won't be able to, I don't know if I'll get out of it in time. So anyway, the New Haven Jazz Underground presents Eddie Henderson. And so uh, if you, it starts at seven o'clock. So if you miss it, you're going to really miss something special. So uh, open, the doors open at seven. Uh, session begins at eight. Uh, no, the doors probably open way before seven. So uh uh, so get there if you can. It'd be a, it'd be a treat. You'd enjoy it. You know, it would be a it would be a real treat. Um, there's a bunch of things going on tonight, actually. <laughs> stuff going on all over the place. Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Efe said it was. Uh, Um, Pistachio opened a new spot. They got a spot downtown across from uh, House of Nan, you know, where Mia's was and all that, that in that apartment building right there. So they're in a they're in a new spot. And I hear it's uh, pretty fabulous. So. Uh, so it's pretty and I can't wait to get myself in there. I'm looking at the pictures. It looks expensive. So yeah, I'll go hang out in there. And I don't have to make I don't have to fight for parking on uh in Westville. <laughs> I'd go to pistachios. I can't wait to get in there. Had I known it was open, I would have had my um I would have had my um my my meetup there this morning. But I'm I'm meeting up over at Gather, because I haven't been to Gather yet over there in uh off of uh State Street. So I'm gonna go and hang out with uh, my friend Joan Lindley um, this morning. So I'm going to have me some coffee and whatever else they got over there. And uh, so uh, 
<sighs> you know, go do my thing. So I'm going to meet up with her and uh, spend some time with her. I haven't seen her since, oh gosh, in a minute, since before the summer. So it would be nice to see her, see how she's doing, see what's happening. Uh, and uh, see see what's going on. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to get over there, see that space. That'll be fun. And then uh, I get to have dinner with a person that I really dig, Fahad. So I'm hanging out with Fahad at six for dinner and talk about Storytellers Week. Uh, there's, oh, there's Singing the Lord's, uh, Singing the Lord's Songs in a Strange Land and Times, Black History and Lenten comm Commemoration with uh, 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 Nidelica Proscott uh, at the Marquand Chapel, which I really want to go to. It starts at 7.30, so we'll see. I doubt if I if I get a chance to get up there. I don't think I'll make it unless um, dinner is, we start at six and we're over at seven. Then I could run, run up to uh, Marquand and, and hear this. So we'll see. We'll see. There's so many, so many amazing things uh, that's going on. I mean, it's, one, it's, it's one of these days in New Haven where you, you got to make choices. You got to make 50 million choices. So yesterday I was at the Schwartzman Center. After I got off air, I ran over to the Schwartzman Center with some other media folks. You know, Lucy Gelman, the Daily Nutmeg people. Um, so we were we got the tour from Maurice and, uh, and Natalie and met the new uh, director, executive director of the Schwartzman Center. But anyway, they gave us a tour. And they, you know, the Schwartzman Center controls a lot of what happens at Woosley Hall, like the dome. And it's tricked out into a performance space. Uh, I couldn't believe that it used to have a drop ceiling. Like they covered the dome. Said, Whose bright idea was that? So anyway, it's all renovated. It's gorgeous, state-of-the-art, all the things. You know, Yale throwing some money. The Schwarzman Center spending some money. So the Schwarzman Center, um, they uh, took over the commons, cleaned it up, renovated, got, out the, got the birds out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tricked it out, uh, um, um, backed it up into the annex. It's, it looks amazing in there, like way better than it ever looked. Um, they added some uh, some some uh, wellness stuff uh, above it. I mean, it was, this just looks really good. Uh, then we went downstairs to the well and to the uh, and to the center proper. You know, the performance space. They have a dance studio. I mean, it's really tricked out pretty damn good. Uh, and then they treated us to lunch. There's lunch. You can have lunch uh, down there. Uh, so it was amazing. It was a good time. And then they got the speakeasy little spot where before show, after show, you could go have cocktails, drinks from like, you know, from just before the sh whatever the show is to a little bit after the show. So pretty interesting. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make my way in there and get me a glass of wine or something. You know, it's, it's a very cool space, I must say. Very, very cool. Very, very cool space. So anyway, uh, so that was fun. That was a that was a good time. Uh, I got to see some things that I never saw before, particularly overlooking the uh, the cemetery. Uh, and you can't from the outside, it just looks normal. But when you're inside, you can see all the, the renovations and the tricked out built walls and glass and all the things. So it's pretty cool. I was like, OK, yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. 
I see what you doing. So that's pretty impressive. I, I really was impressed. So I was like, man, them students got a good, this, it looked nothing like how I went to college. Let me tell you something. So <laughs> let me tell you something. So, but it looked, uh, uh, I, uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm pretty impressed. So, so that was a good time. And, and, uh, I had a really amazing vegan sandwich, uh, a roja, a ria, a sweet potato thing. Uh, and, uh, I was just impressed. I really was. The food was good. Uh, the service was all right. You know, lots of students. So that's good. So it's a hit with students. And uh, the commons is, was busy. I mean, it was busy. So, all right, I see you. Not, not, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Hey, I want to go to Pistachios on, on um, Park Street. I mean, not Park Street. What street is that? Whatever street that is. How? I want to go to Pistachio on House Street. <laughs> It looks pretty in there. Now, now I'm going to start taking my meetings there. Like when people say, where do you want to meet up for coffee? Oh, pistachio on how? That might, that might be the move. That looks like that would be good. So I'll make my way down there too. Not today though. I got to go to Gather. I got to meet up with a friend at Gather. So uh, Word on the Street is not going to be on until about after 10. So, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to let Paul know because he'll be messing up uh, uh, the, the schedule, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, I had a study group last night, which was fine, hard, incredibly hard. But uh, I know more than what I think I know. So I'm pleased about that. Study group was a little challenging, uh, but I, I feel like I I feel like I, I I am grasping this. I feel confident that I'm grasping it. I don't feel confident that I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I I I I I sat through it and I was like talking and I was like, oh, this, 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 this. I understand it. So I don't know. We'll see. I got a long way to go. And uh, but I'm on the path. So yesterday I had my meeting with the gallery folks about my um, about my uh, my exhibit, and uh, I'm excited by it. And uh, let's see, my bench is ready. I'm picking it up Saturday after class, and uh, I take it somewhere and get it painted. I mean, not get it painted. I have to take it somewhere and paint it. So, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You know, I can't put it on the porch because I don't want to paint it on the porch. It's just, it would just be too much work. But maybe not. I don't know. It'd be cold though. But I could always cover it. I could always put a tarp over it. So that might be, I might have to just move stuff over and put, uh, put, uh, put something down, plastic down. And then just paint it. But it might be, it might be, um, it might be too cold to be out there painting it. Uh, but I don't know, in the next week or so, I only need a few days. So 
But to be outside messing around, it's not my idea of a good time. So, <laughs> but, I, but the idea of lugging it up some stairs is not a good idea either. So that's the only thing. Like, I feel like, oh, now I got to get this done some kind of way. You know, I need artist space. I need some artist space. But, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a look. Um, Dooley offered me some his space. I could rent rent some of his space because I don't want to I don't want to take over nobody's space for free. I absolutely would like to rent somebody's space, you know, just for a few days, so I could paint it. And because uh, I still gotta, I still have to uh, put the wings on, and Linda's gonna help me put the wings on. So you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts. And uh, I'm just saying, a lot, of, uh, a lot of moving parts. So we'll 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 see. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm stepping into the artist space and to be there yesterday with other artists, listening to them talk about their work and imagining the space that we're going to be in is, uh, you know, is uh, pretty amazing to me. You know. So, uh, uh, I don't know who is D. Who? Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my um, that's my lament at the moment. Just trying to find some space to, uh, you know, have some, have some, and I need buttons. I'm collecting buttons too. <laughs> I have a lot to do. <laughs> I have a lot of running around to do. So I gotta I gotta go get the the wire that you string the beads on. So I gotta do that. I've got waste beads that I think I'm gonna clip them and use them as part of the display. Cause I don't think I'm gonna put these waste beads on again. Although I enjoyed them when I was wearing them. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna um and uh and uh Roxana made some beautiful ones for me. So uh, I'm, I'm, I love them. And they're hanging up. I had to take them off for the surgery. So I haven't had them on for three, four years. Because it's been three years since the pandemic, right? So, um, so I had to uh, take them off um, for surgery and I never put them back on. So, so there's that. Uh, so there's that. So... So I have to just figure out um, beads and buttons and all that kind of stuff. And I got a short period. Of, I got a short window, make a really short window to uh, get into it. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get into it, get it done, and uh, I'll have an exhibit. And then when it's all done, I'll still have a I'll have a wonderful piece of art that I created, that I crafted myself. You know. Um, so I'm excited about this bench. I really, really, truly am. And, uh, I got to start thinking about, uh, the affirmations that I want on it. I have to start thinking about color scheme. So it's a lot, but that's what it means to be an artist. And that's what it is. And, you know, there are far worse things in the world to be doing. <laughs> so many other things that are far worse to be doing. So I'm going to handle that. and. Uh, yeah. 
uh, some, some, some cool stuff is going on. Um, do you know um, that the uh, the African Studies uh, Department of Southern State Southern Connecticut State University presents seven lenses documenting Black culture, and uh, Shonda Holloway is the curator. So it'll be uh, Robert Cooper, Lydia Douglas, Katrina Goldburn, Corin Martin, Ebony uh, McKelvey, uh, P.W. Uh, Anga, and Jamal Shabazz, and Linda Minkins, you know, at the John Lyman Center for Performing Arts. So it's going to be uh, uh, January 30th through March 4th. And then there will be a reception on February 16th from 6 to 7.30. And I have signed on to be one of the hosts. So I'm excited about that. So I'll be one of the hosts in the space, greeting people and doing whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> so I, I, am, uh, I am hella excited. I am hella excited. And I got the call this morning and they asked and I immediately said, hell yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. You know, I, I love a good party. You know, I love a good party. I never get tired of a party. And uh, and I like Siobhan. So, I mean, I really like her. You know, I have a thing for smart women. I really do. I have a real, a real love Jones for smart women. You know, really the intellectual types. I, I love it. So uh, I'm excited, very excited. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, um, being in this space, you know, and uh, seeing all this art and talking art, and uh, you know, y'all are close. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's all the exciting things that's going on. That's all the excitement, and Valentine's Day is coming, as you know. I love me some Valentine's Day. So I'm trying to think of, I'm thinking about menu now. Um, Cause you know, this is, this is the love letter I give to my friends. Uh, so Valentine's Day is my favorite fa I mean, Christmas is my favorite. They're equally my favorite holidays, equally favorite holidays. Uh, I've got Valentine's Day cards. I got Valentine's Day stuff. <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. You know, and I know people are like, oh, it's so commercial. I, that's your experience. That's not my experience. My experience is not commercial. My experience is truly uh, uh, one of of love and and generosity and 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 good vibes. That that's how I rock. I don't know about y'all. If you if you feel like it's commercial, then all right. I mean, if you feel like, oh, Hallmark is just making money. Well, you know, here's the thing. Hallmark is a card business. They exist to make money. <laughs> you don't want to buy a Hallmark card? Make a card. Just don't let the holiday get away from you. Make your own card. That's all I'm saying. Make a card if you feel if you feel some kind of way. I mean, really, seriously. Don't be trite. Don't be trifling. <laughs> don't be trifling. Let me see what else is going on in the news. I know it has been. Uh, I have been kind of avoiding the news because there have been so many um, shootings 
of late, like on a national scale. And I, I've just, and I, I don't want to not know about shootings. And I, I, I'm not suggesting I'm turning a, a, a blind eye or I'm being desensitized to it. Um, I, I'm not making it uh, uh, a huge part of my day, you know. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without not saying that I don't care. I care deeply. Um, but we are, we are, we are shooting our way into extinction. And we don't even see it that way. And I'm just tired of having these 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 circular arguments about gun ownership and firearm ownership and who gets to have a firearm and 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 all I mean just all the things I'm just tired of having the circular conversation where we get nowhere and and I know that that's how politics work that you cannot get frustrated that you have to keep pressing on and that you have to sort of um, be about the business of moving the needle uh, as well as educating people as well as changing the hearts and minds as well as pushing back on gun lobbyists as well as um, um, getting our, our our citizens to care about what happens to people. It's exhausting. And uh, and we're made for hard things. Like we could do the hard things. I know that. I'm aware of that. I believe that. I live it. But I but I also know um, that it can be overwhelming when you have back to back to back to back to back mass shootings. And uh and and everybody is still, you know, the emperor has 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 clothes on. <laughs> like, come on, no. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know what it, I don't know what the magic number of deaths that it will take. I don't know what the I don't know what it'll take. I mean, we clearly said that children could be killed in their classrooms, and we move on. Uh, people can be killed on vacation in, in, in Las Vegas. We can move on. People can walk into schools and kill people. People can walk on jobs and kill people. People can walk into movie th theaters and kill people. And yet we move on. We move on. And yeah, people say, well, we already have gun laws. We're not enforcing them. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. So I'm just, you know, it's a level of weariness. I don't know if anybody else is weary. Maybe I need to get some gun, some lobbyist people on and talk about what this means. You know, I just want to ask them, well, well, what will make you what what changes your stance? What what do you think should happen? Or maybe not the gun lobbyists, because you know, they 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 have a language that they will stick to and and uh and just put on repeat. You know, they have a they have a whole script. So they don't just keep on repeat. So that wouldn't be worth my my time nor energy. Uh, my my what might be worth my time is to have people on who are uh, who are in the trenches of this thing uh, in real ways, you know, that are that are on the ground every day fighting, uh, fighting for sensible, realistic, and hard hitting gun firearm legislation. You know that you and I will benefit greatly from. That we'll benefit from. So I'm, I, I maybe I need to have that conversation.
Oh, so many conversations, so little time. <laughs> so many conversations to be had, so little time. I, like I've got, I've got people in the in the hopper now that I'm trying to coordinate time to have them on so we can talk about all kinds of things. You know, I've got some reproductive health stuff coming up. Uh, I've got uh, the Schwartzman Center new directors coming on. So I've got people coming on. Uh, trying to get the, the Hamden firefighter folks to come on, at least one of the commissioners uh, to come on. Uh, so I'm, I'm just waiting for uh, some, some get back. <sighs> it's exhausting. And, you know, I don't have the time and energy to chase down people. Usually when people just want to come on, they're ready. They're like, oh, I want to come on. So um, if that's not the case, I have to coax people. And coaxing is the least my least favorite part, you know, coaxing people to come on. Uh, particularly when I know they have something really profound and good to say or something to talk about. Because this medium is, is not uh, normal for everybody. It's normal for me because I've been doing this for, for a couple of years now. And I, this is what I do. I mean, I just talk. But for some people, it becomes, it's a it's like a, you know, it's like a fear thing. You know, it's like, well, it makes me nervous. It, it's, it's that kind of stuff. I'm nervous. Uh, I don't like the way I sound. Like I was talking to one of the guys at the Daily Nut, man. And he was like, so how much preparation do you do for your show? It must be exhausting. Like, no rarely hardly none and and then he goes i just don't like the sound of my voice i said well i don't, I don't have that problem <laughs> i don't i don't dislike the sound of my voice like i what the hell is that well i don't like the sound of my voice what do you mean you don't like the sound of your voice <laughs> people say the craziest stuff about themselves that makes no sense no oh, i don't like the sound of my voice well whose sound of voice do you like I mean, you use your voice. Do you not hear yourself? I don't know. You know, or people will say this to me. Oh, I couldn't talk. Yes, you can. You talk all the time. People talk all the time. People talk all the time. You in conversation with people all the time. What do you mean you can't talk? <laughs> well, I wouldn't know what to say. Yes, you would. <laughs> you get in a conversation. And the conversation becomes engaging. You just lose track of time. You lose, you know, uh, if you do what I do, I mean, there are some salient points that you want to make or hit or capture, you know, but mostly you just want to give people an opportunity to sort of state whatever it is that they're into, you know, whatever it is, you want them to have a platform to sort of say it. That's how I approach this. You know, I don't assert myself in the narrative too often, unless it's uniquely personal to me and I have some, I could share something that is, you know, that helps elevate the conversation in some way. But for the most part, though, hmm, I kind of stay out of these conversations. I just, I just, you know, I'm like the pitcher. I just pitch the ball and then they just hit it and run the bases. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a pitcher. <laughs> I pitch the, I pitch the words. They get the words. They run the bases. It's a home run. See how I did that sports analogy. I'm still not watching um, football, though. I'm still, I, I just can't go back to it. I just can't go back to it. I, I've made my peace. I'm done. I will watch the Super Bowl only because 
who doesn't like the Super Bowl? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I'm watching the Super Bowl halftime show. That's what I mean. I'm watching the halftime show because I want to see Rihanna, see what she do. And uh, see what she does. So I, I'll, I'll do that. I'll tune into the, to the halftime show. Um, and if somebody invites me to their party and if I feel inclined, I'll go and hang out. But I don't, I don't have a team. I don't have a team to speak of. I'm not chairing a team. I used to have a team. I don't have a team anymore. So I, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman without a, a team. <laughs> and if I go to somebody's Super Bowl party, it's because I want to eat and drink. That's it. That's that's the reason. I'm gonna eat and drink. I'm not gonna really watch the game until it gets to halftime. So, and I used to throw. Um, my sister and I used to throw uh, halftime parties. I mean, uh, Super Bowl parties for fundraisers. And uh, we had a good time. We had a couple of good times. So then we stopped doing them. She moved to Jersey and we just kind of stopped, you know. But uh, yeah, so so, so I, I, I tend to uh, watch movies on that day or I'll, or I'll put the TV on and just let it be background noise to stuff, you know, or I'll flick back and forth. You know, but you know, I'm not I'm not committed to it anymore. And I don't have a team that I'm cheering for. I'm always cheering for black people. Don't get me wrong. Always, always cheering for black people. And the NFL is not 70, 70 something, 80 percent black. So uh so I'm always cheering for 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 the peoples. Uh, but for the most part, not my cup of tea anymore. So I'll find something else. But you know what I'm digging? I'm digging the other football. Saka. <laughs> I'm digging the other football, baby. Soccer, soccer. I'm liking soccer. Although, I think I'm a, I think I'm going to be a fair weather soccer fan. I think I'm only going to be like World Cup worthy. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm only gonna, I'm only, gonna, <laughs> I'm only gonna get into World Cup, and that's every four years. That way, I don't have to be committed to a team. When they throw those hundred teams into the mix and then they fight their way to the top, you know, fight their way to, to 12 seats and then they fight from there. I'll wait till they get to the to the to the final, you know, final 12. And then and then that's when I like start teasing out what teams I like, you know, seriously, I think that's how that's the kind of fan I'm going to be for the for soccer, because I because one. Soccer fans are too intense. And I don't want to be somewhere talking about a team I dig and then everybody flips the hell out on me. No, I don't want to do that. Nope. So I'll I'll wait and become a fair weather soccer fan when it gets down to World Cup status. You know, because all the teams are playing now. And uh they're playing now for their spots to get some standing, and which is cool. I'm not mad at that. And uh, so I'll wait until it gets down to World Cup time, and then I'll pick it. I'll follow along. You know, I'll follow along. <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, uh, I'll follow along after that. So that's it. That is it, baby. That's all I that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. So that's that's how I'm living. I'm living in that bubble. Living in that bubble. There's some new restaurants opening up in New Haven. 
I have yet to get to the uh, the new restaurant, the Peruvian, I think they're Peruvian, Peruvian restaurant downtown across from the hotel. Um, there's another hotel, I mean, a restaurant opening in Worcester Square. Um, I think I want to say Robusto or something. Grand, Grand Robusto, something. And, uh, and I know Tim Cabral and Ari are opening a new spot. And that might be the one in Worcester Square. I sent him a text last night like, hey, what is the name of this new place? And when is it opening? <laughs> and Oh, and by the way, I hope you're well. Because I, I want to know. And uh, and then I got to get back to my girlfriend. Uh, I won't be able to join her. And um, she's celebrating her birthday in Westport. Um, Saturday is a little challenging because um, uh, I'm in class and I don't get out till 12. And lately we've been having a study group after the fact. So uh, so I didn't, uh, so it's hard. So that's what I mean. You have to make these hard decisions about <laughs> these these first world problems of, oh, I can't brunch with you <laughs> for your birthday. <laughs> Because I'm studying. I'm studying. I'm studying. And uh and, and that's real because I gotta make some inroads into this thing. And if I if I don't, holy cow, it'll all be for naught. And I gotta I gotta I gotta pick this up a little bit. So so I'm applying myself as best I can. And uh doing my doing my best uh and uh sticking it out and sticking it in and doing all the things so hooray <laughs> hooray 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 um we're about to take a break at some point in a few minutes and then i'll pull up uh i gotta do the psa thing uh i was talking to somebody about there's something going on there's a there's a um, there's a human trafficking uh, summit or something happening uh, shortly, and uh, I'm not going to make it because the time that you're doing it conflicts. Uh, but uh, I I was I meant to save it. I'll find it. If I don't find it before I get off air, I'll find it for tomorrow. And then I can tell you about it. Uh, because yeah, that's a that's a whole mood and uh, and trying to raise awareness around human trafficking is very difficult and uh, tricky because most people think it's some thing that is happening somewhere outside of where they are. <laughs> you know, they think it's, you know, this is in Asia. <laughs> no, it's right here in New Haven. Uh, it's not just Asia. It's New Haven, Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, and so uh, we got to uh, we got to we got to just keep that in the forefront of people's minds uh, so they could so that we can do something about it. Do you know what I mean? We have the power to do something about it. We have the power to do everything. We absolutely do. I just think we have to activate that power. We have to activate that power. So Anyway, here's a uh, January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. 
Do you know someone who was a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem. And it is also a problem here in our beautiful state of Connecticut. Traffickers use target girls and boys, um, kids who are vulnerable, with and they and they 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 target them with promises of a better life and enforce and then forcing them uh, to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Many traffickers are well known. They live near they live near us. Uh, they promise and 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 convince young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. It's a crime. So let's work together, you and I, to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim, as I was, or know someone who is a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about this serious issue in our society, please contact Love146, 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. We need your help. We need your help. If you see something, say something. This is a public service announcement um, sponsored by the Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. So, so here, uh, we should be concerned about human trafficking all year round, but January is the month where uh, targeted campaigns to raise awareness around this terrible, terrible tragedy uh, is uh, launched. And I want people to pay attention. If you see something, say something. Trust your instincts. You know, we all have them. Those spidey senses. You know those spidey senses. You know, when something you see something that's not right and the hair stand up on the back of your neck or you get that feeling in your gut like, huh, that don't look right. Or that seems suspect. Trust that. And then turn it over to the authorities. Yeah, I'm not asking nobody to chase down nobody or follow leads or any of that kind of thing. Leave it to the professionals. Call law enforcement and they will determine what is happening. They'll get in there and figure out what is happening. So all you have to do is make the call. If you see something, say something. Make the call or speak to somebody or whatever it is. You know, just but just do it. And and 911 is still a good option. <laughs> still a good option. Call 911, you know, uh, because this is a terrible crime and we need to be about the business of eradicating uh, human trafficking. And, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about it. So I'm about to take a break. I'll be back 1015. Word on the street. Paul is out there right now scouring these mean streets of New Haven. <laughs> I'll be back.
She got me going in circles. Lord Winslow, I ain't gonna be your Urkel. But I can't find the strength I need to let you know. Damn, I really need to let you go. I'm tired of being your April fool. We get back together, then you do me like you do. And I ain't used to feeling like this. I'm supposed to be happy, I'm rich. Instead, you got it again up late. Tossing and turning, handy in a cup, cush roll, then it's burning. Yeah, I know I gotta get a grip, cause I can't keep living like this. You must think I'm supposed to be healing you and I won't. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rawls Ivy. It is Tuesday. I think we're getting set up for word on the street. I know Paul is out there on these fancy streets in New Haven looking for somebody to run up on and asking them, what is the word on the street? <laughs> so we'll uh we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh <laughs> We'll, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. So I know he's out there somewhere and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what that is. Every time I'm telling you, every time we get somebody, uh, I'm always uh, I learn something new about my town. I learn something new about the people in it. I learned uh, I, I just learned. And uh, it's a wonderful way. You talk about a, a a living library. And speaking of library, I have a library book I got to get back. <laughs> I got to take back library books. I was like, I haven't said that in forever. So uh, I need to do that. I need to um, take back a library book. But yeah, so we're just waiting for Paul uh, to, to give us word on the street. Uh, but I, I tell you what, I, I was uh, scrolling in my social media feed as I as I often do, and I saw a post by uh, uh, by Karen DeBose Walton, and uh, and I thought it was so powerful. It just it just knocked me off my feet. And she says, um, "This is from Karen DeBose Walton, and on her Facebook, there have been more mass shootings in 2023 than there have been days. It's the 24th of January. There have been 39 mass shootings." Problem with guns, problem with hate. Has it been that many? Seriously? There have been more shootings than there have been days in January. America, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> this is, this is, uh, pretty soon we're not going to have anybody left in America because they're all, we'll all be dead. We, we will have all been killed by gun, gunfire. Is gunfire surpassing the number one killer of people? Is it? I don't know. I just find it terribly, terribly, terribly. Listen, we are going to have to come to grips with our gun sickness in this country. We're going to have to. At some point, we're not going to have enough people. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the lucky number is. 
that we all collectively say, okay, enough. I, I don't know what that is. I, I thought, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I thought Sandy Hook would be the lightning rod, would be the tipping point. I thought Sandy Hook would be the tipping point because God knows who could who could stand and tolerate children being killed with their teachers in school, little kids, who could stand it? And that that would be the tipping point and that and we would collectively say, okay, we have to fix this right now. But we didn't. So 10 years later, we have another mass shooting at a school. Little kids, <laughs> more little kids. And now, and you know what the conversation is? How can we make schools safer? How can we prevent people from walking into our schools and killing us, killing our children? That, that's the conversation. How do we make grocery stores safer? What, we gonna put bulletproof vest on tomatoes? Like what's happening? What? Why is not our thinking, how do we get guns out of the hands of people? <laughs> why are we trying to figure out ways to protect ourselves from gun violence when guns are the problem? <sighs> America, we have a problem. We have a gun sickness in this country. It is a legit gun sickness. And uh, we've gone so far now that I, I'm not sure we could legislate ourselves out of this. But we haven't really tried, have we? So maybe if we try legislating ourselves out of this, it might happen. But there's too many other forces at play. And we have to be, begin the business of removing the barriers to why we can't regulate uh, gun, gun, firearm ownership and firearm use. I know, I can tell you, I'm. I know the police department would rather not have uh, ordinary, everyday, practical citizens out there with automatic firearms. I, I, I can attest that police departments don't want that. I'm sure that police departments don't want guns in the hands of people that outnumber them. I'm sure of that. That's common sense. I'm also sure that there's not a universal, I mean, there's so many things that we need to do in terms of regulating firearm use, particularly who has access to that, to firearms, you know? I mean, I it's hard for me to sort of go in the drugstore and buy as much antihistamines as I want. I can't even do that. But I know how to get a firearm from somebody uh, Ill illegally and legally. So those are the issues that are on the table. We can do, if we can send people to space, we could do anything. <laughs> if we can send people to space, we could do anything. If we can find a vaccine to help eradicate a pandemic, we could do anything. We could do anything, anything. And so I'm 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 just at a loss as why we are not. Why we are not. Why we are not. And who are we as a country where we are just allowing for this kind of trauma to be uh uh levied at our citizens? Why? What is it? Please, please don't tell me, don't give me some Second Amendment nonsense. I, I don't, I, I just, I don't, 
we have just bastard, bastardized that so much. Uh, we have taken this intent, intent and turned it into a mockery, I believe, you know. So unless we are fighting aliens and zombies, and no disrespect to aliens or zombies, but that's I don't see the point of any of that other stuff. I don't see the point. You know, it's one thing to have a shotgun at your house or maybe a Glock, you know, a, you know, but a whole firearm, you, you know, you, your house is set up like it's base camp. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll come a time when that where we, we, we will all wish we had firearms. I, I don't know what that I don't know what that means. I don't know what that what day what that day would look like. So, so uh, okay, well, okay, that's fine. No worries. No worries, Paul. You you got You got to work too. <laughs> so, are you doing one? Uh, or are you not doing one? Okay. Uh, so no word on the street. I'm just trying to get a sense. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, this stuff you got to do. We all, we all, we all got to uh, show up for our commitments. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm happy to. I'm I'm happy to sort of keep uh, keep on trucking. I'm not worried about it. And uh, if you find somebody, good. If you don't, all right, we keep it. We keep it moving. We got tomorrow, hopefully, Lord willing. Here we go. Hi, Babs. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I want to introduce you to our new friend Silas. We're here on Olive Street, and Silas is headed home because he just had his big event of the morning, which was a job interview. Good morning, Yay. Silas. How you doing, sir? What's the word on the street? Well, you know, basically, I'm just coming from a job interview myself just now. That was pretty positive. You know, I'm, I'm getting pretty, trying You're to get... feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling great about that, you know, getting back acclimated to society and, you know, getting back into the, the groove of things, you know. I think that's, that's, that's a blessing in itself to have that, you know, be spiritually, you know, uplifted, you know, and uh, enjoying yourself, you know, enjoying right. yourself, feeling the good things about what's the, what's the word on the street today? The word on the street today is, is positive, you know, enlightenment, positive um, upliftment, positive development. You All know. right, so the sun's out. You went to a job interview. What kind of job did you interview for? Well, basically, I'm interviewing for, like, counseling, you know, things of that nature. But anything that's available, I'm willing to go through the different angles that are necessary to get to that position. But I have things in particulars, but uh -huh. in order to get to the particulars, sometimes I have to make sacrifice to go through other challenges. In other words, you got to dream for later. Yeah. And you're doing step by step. Definitely, definitely. So definitely. where where was the interview today? Um, the interview was down on, on Grand, Grand Avenue. What yeah. kind of, was it uh, Project Moore? Project Moore, yes. Project and Moore. what kind of job were you going for there? Uh, I'm basically trying to get um, a counseling job. To and, counsel people coming out of prison? Yeah, things of that nature. And also um, uh, patients care, like, like pushing people around, helping people out. I worked in a hospital oh. before. And that, so they take care of patients at Project Moore? I think they have something that basically that can... Um, 
allow a person to um step toward that type of you know life you know of development. So tell me itself. about the interview. What did you do before you went? Did you eat a special breakfast? Did you meditate? Yeah, yeah I had a uh, you know, I made the prayer. You know, I had to, you know I obviously had the prayer to keep the connection. What was the prayer? The prayer is uh, basically asking God to you know, walk with me, you know, and, and talk with me and guide me and give me the necessary things that are equipped for every position. Does that, that help you feel like you're going to do well to start the day with that? Yes, yes. Uh, Where do you do that prayer? Move the house. I do it in, in, in mine, in, in my, in my, in my uh, location, in my house. What uh, part of the house? It's, it's, like special room, bedroom, living yeah, room? Yeah, in my room. In my room. Bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And you ask God for that help. Yes. Did you eat a special breakfast for the uh, yeah, I had that? a little I had a little uh a basic meal today, like the little chicken dish with the pot pot pie type thing. Yeah, chicken pot pie. Yeah, chicken pot pie. How was it? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling what great. time was the interview? The interview was um just matter of fact like ten or fifteen minutes ago. So what time did it start? Like nine? Ten? Nine, ten. Ten. And what time did you get there? I got there all, uh, you know, prompt, prompt, right on time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So who interviewed you? Um, the, the person that interviewed was the, the, the career specialist um, named Chase. He, he interviewed me. Did Chase ask you anything you were surprised or what you expected? Like, what did he ask you? Uh, things that are in relation to uh, the job site, you know, things are in relation to things that you are capable of doing, you know, that you are, you feel as though you are prepped for. And then I see he analyzes that and puts you in the right category through his diagnosis. Tell me about a question he asked that you were ready for or not ready for. Oh, I'm pretty sure I, I was I was ready for more. So was because I got, got him <laughs> What was the question he asked? He basically asked about this. Um, what can you do? Like I said, what can you What'd do? What did you say? I feel as though I'm qualified. I feel as though, uh, you know, um, I can make it happen, yes. I can give the proper um, proceedings. I can give the proper diligence, the proper uh, sagaciousness to uh, perform. And what happened at the end? What did he tell you? Um, he said it went well. Did he tell you you had the job or you don't know? He said it went well. So now I'm just going to wait then. All right. I think, I think, all right so now you talked about getting on the groove. Had you been serving time yourself? Is that why you were there? Or? Um, yes, to be honest with you, I did. Um, I have did 36 years myself. 36 years? Yeah. Oh, 30. my God. When did you get out? Got out maybe four months ago. Oh my, how's that going? It's going well. I mean, you look positive. Where were you? Where were you serving? I served several places in the federal. I served here in um, uh, Summers, Connecticut, Cheshire, you know, Corrigan, um, uh, Gardner. Most of the spots that they have around. And tell me about the evolution when you're there. That made you. Were you ready to come out? Yes, definitely was ready to come out. You know, um, I prepared, you know, like I, said, I went through the proper proceedings that were necessary that was causing failure in my life, you know, and that there was, you know, for I get myself together pertaining with things of education, things of skills that will allow you to um, propel, that will allow you to escalate in life. Was there a moment in prison one day when things turned for you, when you realized something like some people tell me, for instance, I was on the phone with my kid. And I realized I want my kid to see me and I got to change my life so they'll do better. Or someone will say, you know. I hit a point in my life in prison one day when I had an argument with someone says it's not worth arguing. Or yeah. was there every day like that for you in prison? Yes, you know, but it, there were days like that, but I really didn't comprehend them days that were like that. Did but you when find I, yourself shifting any one day? Yeah, after, yeah, after one day I started to shift and I started to realize exactly what you're talking about because I didn't realize that. And I was just observing the people, 
observing my surroundings and doing so, that's what allowed me to propel to get that through. I see that these people were success. People with jobs, the people that are functioning, and the people that was parts in the field that I was in that got me in there was not conducive. It, it, it kept leading back to the same recidivism, the same type situation. Like you be in and out or 36 straight? Yeah, yeah straight, 36 straight on the 36 straight. Yeah. Federal. Or right. federal and state mixed up. What was it for? For robbery. Okay. And uh, Babs, do you have any questions for Silas? So when you when you got out, do you feel like you have enough supports to keep you uh, motivated and to keep you uh, 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 moving in the direction that you want to be going in? Yeah, you have what, enough supports. That's what basically I'm I'm I'm, I'm acclimate, seeking to acclimate my acclimate myself to right now is the the, the job support or uh, getting with people that are about or uh, positive mental development, physical development, spiritual development. And these are people that I want to cling to. These are people that I want to be around. These are the people that are keeping me out of the rut. These are the people that are keeping me out of the recidivism. So these are people I'm trying to connect to right now, which I went down to a, a real positive person that I see, you know, uh, Chase, you know, Daniel Chase over there. I went and seen him. He's a, he's a professional, you know, and he's trying to make people that like myself, you know, better. Trying to make my, like myself to, to be able to perform like ordinary people. Silas, what, what are you going to do now? What I'm doing now, I'm trying to get no, I'm arrested today. Obviously, today I think I'm going to go back to the to the, my home, which is on Arthur Street. I'm going back here now. You know, right now this came from the meeting, so I got to go back and put this stuff back up, and you know that's it. What are you gonna do this afternoon? This afternoon, I got to take it um one step at a time. But I'll probably read something. I'll probably watch a, a movie or something. What do you read? Uh, I mean, I like to read universal stuff, but I do I do study sociology. I do study psychology. Uh, far as the religion, I like um what you call um esoteric science. I like esoteric science, was dealing with the origin. And did you grow up in New Haven? I originally grew up in Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. Well, I grew up in from 1975 to uh, now to this point. And where in New Haven did you come? And uh, uh, Truman Street, the hill. Mm -hmm. How old were you? Uh, like 12. Where'd you go to school? Um, went to Jackie Robinson. I went to Truman School. I went to Welch School. I remember Welch. Yeah. Babs, anything else before we let Silas go on his way? No, let Except Silas go on his way. Good luck to Silas. God bless. God bless. And this is Silas and Paul. Check it out for Word on the Street. WNA takes away his home or community. Wow. 36 years? Oh, the world is very different, my friend. I wish him all the best because I know how hard it is. Listen, uh, but I'm glad he I'm, I'm glad he connected up to Project More uh, because getting gainfully employed goes a long way with making you feel better, your motivation, and 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 having some money in your pocket so you can pay your bills. Like that's that's critical. Uh, Thirty six years. Whew. Whew. that is a. Uh, that is a lot. That is a lot, lot, lot. That's a lot. 36 years. So God bless him, Paul. Thanks for uh running up on him. And and uh Chase, I hope you hire him over at Project More or get him a job. He looks like he is uh uh in possession of himself in a way that uh would lead to success. So 
Um, I hope that you can uh, uh, get a space for him somewhere because uh, that would go a long way. And if he just got out, like, man, because uh, frustration can set in real easy. And and it's very difficult. 36 years is, is a life, a whole life. He must have went in when he was very, very young. Uh, very, very young. So, but it's, you know, listen, I love it when the brothers come home. So hopefully uh, he sounds like he is on the right path and that uh, he is not going back. So, um, and, I, and I know, I'm glad he has someplace to live. I know he needs a job, all that kind of stuff. And and hopefully uh, the pro the people at Project More can help him uh, 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 step into a, a good paying job so that he can get on with the rest of his life. It's 36 years, ain't no walk in the park, let me tell you. There's no walk in the park. Federal and state time? <sighs> you know. And I'm sure these were decisions he made mistakes he made when he was in his youth you know I, I don't know anybody who is you know uh trying to commit these crimes at this age but i'm sure it was a youthful thing and he paid a lot of time for it and uh now i want him to see him see him get on with his life so i can't wait to read the story that uh paul puts up and uh i'll try to pull it for the for the inner city uh, because I, I love I love these redemption stories. Um, I love them because when people see a redemption story, it gives them permission. It's like their own permission slip to 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 move forward. So so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm praying for you, brother. I, you are you are it. Silas is in my prayer rotation. I hope. Uh, uh, that all is well with him so so i appreciate i appreciate the word on the street paul i appreciate it today and it looks a little it looks bright it looks very bright very bright outside very bright so let me see what else is going on in new haven independent you know uh because i know we've got some elections coming up right whatever and uh i don't know who won uh the war 21 election i don't know who who won did it already happen i have to uh i've got to uh i've got to check and uh see what's happening oh streeter wins okay because I, I i his size were the only i had no idea what four other three other people were running with him I saw one sign. I saw his signs everywhere. I saw his signs everywhere. So Maceo Troy Streeter ended up on top of a four-way special election for Ward 21 Alder, making him the next local legislative representative for a zigzag district that stretches across parts of Newhallville, Dixwell, and Prospect Hill. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, he's got a, um, that's an odd ward but he's doing it. Um, so the race the race to fill the seat vacated la late last year by Steve Winter included four Democrats, Streeter, Fred Christmas. I didn't know Fred. I, I think I did see Fred Christmas uh, in, in the New Haven Independent uh, piece. Uh, Kendall Hurst 
and write in uh, candidate uh, Anais uh, Nunez. So according to Kevin Arnold from the Register of Voters Office, the final tally saw Streeter prevail in the automatic special election with 125 votes. Christmas came in second with 64 votes, <coughs> while Hearst and Nunez received two votes. Uh, <coughs> so uh, Streeter said, I want to thank all the people who voted for me and also the ones that didn't. He told this to the uh, Independent yesterday. On a, in a phone interview. Uh, he'll be an alder for everyone in the community. Asked what his primary focus would be upon taking office, Studer said, we need to focus on this gun violence strong. We have to eradicate it. We also need to know that this is not just a war thing. It's a complete city thing. He is absolutely right. I'm extremely excited to be the next War 21 alder, he added. I'm up for the task. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, well, and they had a rainy day and they, and they got it in. So uh, they they voted at King Robinson School, 154 Year Street, uh, which is the uh, polling place um, uh, for in-person voting for special elections for Ward 21. So, so, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I listen, high five, Streeter. I, I thought he ran a great campaign. It was it was quite exciting to watch. You know, so go ahead, do the damn thing. I appreciate it. And and high five, Fred Christmas, for jumping in too. You know, high five. So listen. Good, 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 good. We got a new alder in town. I'm so uh uh well, you know, uh, uh you know, I'm reading the comments on uh uh on the uh on the on the New Haven Independent piece. Yeah, small voter turnout, yeah. But you know, I'm listening one. Um until we until we figure out what that's going to look like for us until we figure out a way to motivate people to get to the polls until we, until we tell people that um, local politics is in their best interest. Uh, I mean, we have to keep saying it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever over and over and over and over and over again. And to get out to vote has to match the get registered to vote. Do you know what I mean? Like we do a good job of registering people to vote. We have to do an equally good job of getting people out to vote because it's critical. And we have to figure out ways to connect people's uh, everyday practical lives to the polls. We have to figure that out. We have to get people motivated to sort of say, this is important to me. And 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 not just have them have national elections be, you know, the, the thing that they get excited about, that these local elections matter because the politics at this level affects your everyday practical life. And you've got to be, uh, you've got to be in the mix. You've got to have some, you want some say-so in how the Board of Education rolls, then you have to vote. You want some say-so on, on how this city uh, allocates its resources, then you have to vote because that determines how people behave in public office. 
it it matters. It matters who you send to these seats. It matters because these people will represent a voice. And if you didn't throw your hat in the ring, if you didn't vote, then your voice is not in that ring. And you will either suffer the consequences or benefit. Those are the two choices. There is no middle ground. There is no, oh, wishy-washy, whatever. No, you either vote for somebody who shares your ideas or you don't. And if you don't, then somebody who doesn't share your ideas, your philosophy, your thinking around how resources should be allocated in the city with, that you live in, then you are still going to uh, 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 be affected by the decisions that they make, even if you don't vote. So if I were you, and I'm not because I vote, I like having some say in local government. So I vote accordingly, you know, and I don't think of it as the lesser of two evils. I don't come to politics lesser of two evils. What the hell is that? I, I get in there and I and I make decisions based on what I see going on in my neighborhood, on my street, blocks over the next neighborhood till it makes till it makes its way through the whole city. I pay attention to what is happening in the whole city. I pay attention. But that's me. Uh, but I, but I, I, I feel that that is my responsibility as a citizen of this city, as a citizen of this state, as a citizen of this country, and as a citizen of the world. I think about all these things. I don't just go home and sit and just let things happen around me. I don't, I don't believe in that. And so we have got to sort of inspire people not to do that either. You know, even if, even if all you do is vote. Be thoughtful about how you vote. Be thoughtful. It's your vote. It is your vote to do whatever you want with it. But be thoughtful because so many people lay down their lives. And I know people are like, oh, you know, I'm tired of hearing that. No, don't be tired of it because we walk and live on the backs of those that came before us, that people lay down their lives for the right, for this one opportunity to have some say on how they are governed. And I want you to think of it that way. I want to have some say in how I am governed because whether you vote or not, whether you squander your vote, whether you act stupid with your vote, whether you write in stupidness with your vote, it's your vote to do. But the consequences, it is the consequences, my friends, that will either help you have a better life or help you have a miserable life. That's it. So squander if you must, squander if you will. <laughs> Think about that. The next time you step into your polling place, what is in my best interest? And, 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 and what is in the best interest of my neighbors? And even though you might not even know your neighbors, you, you have to come to the realization that, listen, my neighbors like their trash picked up just like I like my trash picked up. My neighbors like well-paved roads just like I like well-paved roads. My neighbors like the trees trimmed just like I like the trees trimmed. My neighbors like seeing police officers walk the street just like I like seeing police officers walk the street. That's what I mean. Think about what is in your best interest and what is in the best interest of your neighbors. I'm serious. 
I'm really serious about this. You don't have to know your neighbors to know that they want a quality of life just like you want a quality of life. So if you think about it that way, if you think about it that way, there's a good opportunity for you to vote in people who will do what is right by your community. And that's why all politics are local. That's why all politics are local. So I'm saying, so listen, think about these things. These things matter. They're important. Listen, there are people in the world that don't have access to the right to vote. That they are, they live under a dictatorship and they don't have no say in nothing. Not one thing, not where they, not what they eat, not what can be sold, not what can be bought. They have no say over anything. They have no say over anything. And, and we have a bunch of say. <laughs> we might sometimes think we don't, but we do. We have a lot of say. So let's exercise that. So let's, so the next time you're out there, somebody, you know, you get all grumpy about voting. Don't get grumpy about voting. Don't. Like, this is your right. This is your right. And don't let anybody take it from you. And don't let anybody take it from your neighbors too. Because you might not just you might not agree with your neighbor, but you do agree that they have a right to say what 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 is in their hearts and minds and what they think is in their best interest. So I'm out. I'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday. Y'all have a good time. Be safe out there. And it looks like a pretty bright day. I'll see y'all later. Thanks, Harry. If you feel that comfortable. You ain't gotta go nowhere. 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 You want it, so show me you want it. I say that to say this to you. Let's do what we came here to do. Do, do. If you feel that comfortable, you ain't gotta go nowhere. 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 You ain't gotta go Whispering something It's clear what you're saying to me Here you need no invitation Cause this where you need to be You say that you want it So show me you want it I say that to say this to you